On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. I can't stress how important it is to have community, to have a group of folks that you feel connected to where you live, outside of the people in your household, but particularly if you live alone. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Our quote of the day. It is so liberating to really know what I want, what truly makes me happy, what I will not tolerate. I have learned that it is no one else's job to take care of me, but me. From our homegirl, Beyonce. Come on, Beyonce. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's real, right? Like, I think when I hear that quote, like what comes up for me immediately is the wisdom of getting older and recognizing that it truly is no one else's job to take care of me, but me. Right. And that to me, that means I have to know what I want. I have to know what makes me happy. I have to know what my boundaries are. And then I have to communicate that to those around me. I can't expect people to be a mind reader. I can't expect people to show up for me. It would be nice, but I can't expect that from folks, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. It really is up to me to take care, to really do the things necessary, ask for what needs to be done for me to be taken care of. And I'm going to say everything you just said. And I would also, what came up for me as you were reading that is even if, like, it's still my responsibility to take care of me, even if fill in the blank wasn't there, even if fill in the blank didn't do what I thought they should have done, right? Like, I'm thinking about just, okay, like, even if I didn't get an apology, even if I didn't get what I needed for, or what I thought I needed for closure, like, I am my own hero. I am my own captain, right, of this ship. So, oh my goodness, this is going to be, I feel like this is going to be a juicy topic. I'm excited for this topic, Dom. And one of the things that I just want to share with you, lady, as you're listening is that Dom and I are going to share some stuff today. And this is not law. It is our opinion strictly. 
And what we would encourage you to do is take whatever resonates and pass along the rest. Give away the rest. Anything that doesn't resonate, you just give it to somebody else. And I think one of the things that would be really cool for us, Dom, is if we were to ground the conversation with some wisdom from the old heads. Because I feel like there is no wisdom like wisdom from the elders. And one of the first things that I would love to just touch on to ground the conversation before we jump into our tips here is the importance of living alone or living on your own and doing you before moving in with a partner. Now, I do realize, lady, that everyone has a different life path and everyone may not have had a chance to have that experience before having children, before you know becoming partnered, before being a caretaker, right? However, if you are in a position where you are able to have that experience and prioritize that experience, it's a 10 out of 10. I'm going to say, go do that thing. Okay. Right. Why do you think it's important, Dom? So it's important, I think, from a developmental perspective in terms of it helps you figure out what you like and who you are. And it helps you have time on your own to fall in love with yourself. Right. When I think about, I mean, I currently live alone, but and have lived alone for a while now. I think about that first time that I lived, and we'll talk about this later, but that first time that I lived alone, where I didn't have to think about what anyone else wanted on the grocery list, I didn't have to think about checking in with anyone about what time I'm coming home or what I wanted to watch on TV. And beyond just the checking in, I got to decide those things for myself, right? So if I wanted to have cereal for dinner, I could have cereal for dinner. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to... Watch some reality television. I could watch that and I could decide, like, is that something that I enjoy watching or would I rather watch a documentary? Like, I get to figure that out on my own. Mm -hmm. How do I like to keep my house? Like, Mm. am I the person who everything needs to be spick and span before I go to bed? Am I the person who lets chaos ensue? And eventually I get to it, or maybe I don't. Those are the things that you start to figure out as you live on your own. What about you for are you? Preaching. You are preaching, girl. I'm just taking it. I'm like, yes. I love that we're also, we can speak from different perspectives too, Don, because although I have had that experience, which we'll dive into in a bit, now being married, having a little one, I do not, one of the things I've reflected on recently is that I do not have the same time to myself that I had before when I was single right. or even when I was childless, right? And still married. I did. I just don't have that time. But I think the beautiful thing about it is because I, I would say I got married relatively later, you know, compared to some people that I know and had a child later for sure, because of, you know, the struggles that I went through with that. I don't necessarily, I don't resent the fact that I don't have that time. It's just a matter of 
asking myself, how do I create more time for myself with my current life? Because I wouldn't take anything away from what I have now. But I think that one of the things you said about living on your own and taking that time for yourself, you do get a chance to date yourself really, like and get to know yourself. Yeah. And that's what I did when I was single and living on my own for the first time. But I will say it was scary. I was nervous. I was bored sometimes because I was so uncomfortable being by myself. I didn't have a lot of experience like that. And so sometimes it's important for us to embrace the uncomfortable and move through those feelings to kind of figure out what do I need to learn here? And I got a ch- I had a chance to learn so much about myself. And the other thing, Dom, that I would love to see if you've witnessed is I love to observe other people's lives and get lessons and glean wisdom from their experience instead of me having to experience it. And what I've noticed is a lot of women that I've had conversations with, they got partnered very young and they, you know, the next they did the thing they were thought they had to do next, which is get married and have kids. And now they're in the stage where they're looking back and they're like, damn, I didn't have it. I never lived on my own. I never paid rent by myself. I never had a chance to travel and relocate by myself. And they're craving and desiring that now. Or they find that their partner probably isn't the one that they should have been with, right? They're kind of mm. in the space of, oh, I got with you when I was like 17. And I'm not that same person. I've outgrown you or they've just outgrown the relationship because they grew up together. And because that, you know, they had that experience so soon, again, we all have our own journeys, but they're now regretting not having a chance to do them before they Mm -hmm. had children or to do them before they got partnered. So that's something I've witnessed with many women. And so I think lady, if you're in a space in life where you're able to do that, All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans. And it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. 
Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely prioritize that me time now because at least you can always look back and say, oh, I did it. I tried it. I know what that was all about, you know? Hey, lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel, and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you up-level your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon. And we highly, highly encourage you to join the Sister Frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation. I think it is important to recognize, yeah, that everyone is going to have a different life journey and that there are still ways in which you can carve out time on your own based on your current circumstances and That'll be another episode where we talk about how you can carve out time when you have so, when you're being pulled in so many directions, right? But I think about this living on our own. And I'm curious. So I know, I know when I I remember my experience of living on my own. And I guess I also want to clarify living on your own is, How we're speaking about it is twofold. One, the initial first act of moving out of your family home, right? And or, because those don't always occur together, 
living by yourself. And so, because I think about a lot of the college students that I work with and that experience of moving on campus for the first time and like fresh out of high school and you, you've spent your life living in your family home and now you go to living in a dorm room where you're sharing space in these days. The, at least in California, the way the housing situation is on these university campuses, you have people living three people in a in a dorm room. And so what is that like for someone who is now living, going from living with their parents in their family home to living on campus with other people? Or maybe you move out and move out of your family home and you're living with roommates in an apartment. And what are all the things that go into making that decision and then setting yourself up for success in that realm? So T, what what was your experience like when you first moved out? I would say, I'm trying to think of I'm not, I feel like the college experience, I think moving out for college is like a whole nother episode. We could definitely go into the intricacies and the nuances that are associated with that because that's a whole different beast. I, I would say when I think about moving out on my own, like my first, I moved out for college when I was 17, but I think the first real move like on my own after graduation was when I moved to Maryland. And that was definitely scary. It was exciting at the same time, but it was also like, oh, damn. I think the biggest thing for me too, Dom, when I moved was, damn, I was so, I've always had like noise or people and stuff around me that now I kind of have to meet myself and face myself and figure out like, who am I? Because I feel like other people made so many decisions around me because I was, you know, living with roommates or living with family that it was really up to me. And so I, yeah, that's kind of what comes up for me when I think about that particular experience. Yeah, I think that that's that is something to think about is like when everything is quiet, mm-hmm. what what happens in those quiet moments? What comes up, right? And and yes. what is that like that first time that you're like, "Oh wait, I'm in this place by myself. I don't have any of my family in here bothering me, asking me 50 questions. Mm -hmm. And on one hand, as I'm saying it like that, it sounds like I'm annoyed by it. Right. (laughs) And so and 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 when you're in it, yes, you might be. Right. Right. But the reality is that like in those first, at least my experience is that in those first few weeks, maybe of being on your own. You miss that. Yeah. Sure. Because it's, it's comfortable. So, it's so yeah, you get it's what you're used to. So yes. even if even if you don't like it, mm-hmm. it's what you're used to. Yes. Right. And I think about like my first experience. I mean, yeah, I moved out in for college, even though college was in the same city. Like after that first semester, I was like, uh-uh, I need to be, I, I'm loving college. Like I need to be on in the dorm. Yes. And my junior year, some friends and I got an apartment together. And so, so for me, I had like multiple different components of that journey. So it was the first move out on campus, which, you know, that's still kind of like a controlled environment. Right. 
but then getting an apartment with friends and yeah. that process of searching for like having to find places and de- agree on yes. a place together. Right. Like, and we haven't, we're having to go and look at places and say, okay, well, this is what I want. This is how much rent I'm willing that I can afford to pay. Like negotiating all of those things. Right. Yeah. Who's going to have the larger bedroom, like all, all of those conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. But then when I graduated undergrad and was moving to Georgia for graduate school, that first year I lived on my own. Every year after that, I had roommates, but or housemates. But that first year, it was me on my own. And I remember really enjoying it because it felt. Well, one, I'll say the move was was interesting because I have a village. Like I always have had a village of friends and family who like support me. And so it felt like a little caravan of folks, of folks helping me make this move. But I also didn't have money. Like I was broke. And so having to figure out like furniture and like, how am I going to furniture this apartment? Because I wasn't bringing any furniture with me from where I lived in my, you know, in college, because also, again, I was broke. And so the furniture that I had in that apartment in college, a lot of the furniture that we had, we got secondhand. And so some of that stuff was like, one, I'm giving it back. Some of the stuff in my my personal bedroom, it was like, I'm giving this back to my mom and my siblings because they could use it. Right. Some of the other stuff we were like, we're going to donate like that was in the common spaces. We were like, we're going to donate. Like, I remember our entertainment center for our television was made of like wood and cinder blocks like that we spray painted and decorated and made our own. And that's the type of stuff that you do. Like you get creative and resourceful. When you're when you're first figuring this out. It doesn't, I think that's a good reminder that it doesn't have to be HGTV worthy, right? That it's what works for you. That's a really, really good point, Diamond. I feel like people underestimate how much furniture is because furniture can be expensive, especially when you have when you bougie and you blatch it like us. Because we want to have that. I do want it to be HG, you know, worthy. Right. I do. But there is a phase in the journey sometimes where it may not be that you may have to build up to that. So I think that's a really, really good point. And lady, we're going to jump into some of the I want to say like the pro tips and best practices for moving into a location or like living on your own for the first time. And we'll drop some of that, some more of that old head and, and elder wisdom throughout this conversation. But one of the first things that we think is really important is to just get all of your pertinent documents in order. I know that some of us may have had, you know, mama and them that had your birth certificate and your social and they kept it in that little briefcase under the bed or wherever they kept it, you know, at your house. But if you're moving on your own, it's important to have those items. And I know for me personally, I love to have some type of secure safe Mm -hmm. at home. I definitely have one in college, this big chest, but there's also this little book that looks like a 
looks like a textbook. It's a little smaller, but it looks like a textbook. But when you open it, it's actually a safe. You can put your stuff in there. So I, I love to, I gifted my, my sisters with that when they relocated, because I just thought it would be a great way to, for you to hide some of your pertinent items. So that goes for your social, right? You got to get your birth yep. certificate, your license for the new area. It's always nice to have a passport. I'm just saying, like, yes, get your passport, is. lady. So you can be jet setting voter registration. You need to update your mailing address, update your car insurance. You have a car and your, we already said license, right? And then changing your address with any bill payers, doctor's office, post office, all that stuff. Get your address forwarded or your mail forwarded. Anything else, Don, when it comes to the pertinent documents? All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. No, I think those are the major ones, right? Is just making sure, like the key thing with your pertinent documents is making sure, one, that you have copies of all of those things, right? Yes. And then two, making sure that things are up to date so that people can find you when they need you and that you can get all the things that you need sent to you. Exactly. Because when you think about some of the other things that we're going to share later, 
you will likely need to have those documents in order to tackle some of the other stuff that we want to share with you. Right. And I think the other thing to note, too, is that you want to also be aware of the state that you live, what the laws are. And especially if you're moving to a new state, you want to be aware of what the laws are regarding registering your car and updating your car insurance and having your address up to date on your driver's license. Some states are stricter than others. So you want to make sure that you are that before you make that move, you know what the laws are. And lady, we realize again that everyone is not going to be moving on their own. Some people are in stages in life, especially with the pandemic and the way the economy is set up, where you're like, you know what, girl, that's cute. And I'm going to do that in the future, but I'm moving in with my boo thing. And it's just, it is what it is. And it happens. And I get it, right? I've been in that space in my journey at one point as well. And I want to just drop one of those other you know, wisdom pieces from the elders here. And it's to always have your own or have the ability to get your own. I think that is so important. That is something my grandfather used to always tell me. He was like, I can't say exactly what he said because we want to share that on Patreon. But he basically said, if you go out, whenever you go out with a ninja, you make sure you have your own car fare to get home when you're out there so you don't get stranded. Because you know how sometimes how people can do, right? Like, you know how people like to switch it up on you. So you always make sure that you have your own. So whether that's a private bank account where you're stacking up your own money in case somebody want to act a little funny, you always have a route and an escape plan because, and to me, Dom, I don't know how you feel about this. It's not necessarily about, you know, having trust issues or not being trustworthy, but I think part of the quote of the day is always taking care of yourself and knowing that, you know, someone may be down to take care of you today, but just knowing that things can change. People change, right? right? Life circumstances change. Life is unpredictable. And so having the ability and the means to get yourself back up in case something happens. I believe that's so important as women, especially as black women. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that that's a good point that us saying having your own is not about approaching it from an antagonistic standpoint or not, or approaching it from an expectation that things are going to, that the relationship won't work. It's, it's about being smart and recognizing one that, marriage and relationships are a business. <laughs> and so, you know, even folks with the best of intentions who are fully in love, mm-hmm. things change, life happens. And so, and it might not even be a divorce. It might be that your spouse dies, mm-hmm. right? Or it might be that your spouse becomes disabled and is no longer able to provide financially. Mm-hmm. So you never like you really truly never know, and so it's about being smart and planning. All right now, shall we dive into number two? Number two, Ooh, yes. Oh, this is a good one. Get your money in order. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Get it together. So you want to know, like you want to ask yourself, like you want to pay attention to. Well, first of all. Lady, if you are moving because you just got that new job, congrats to you, boo. Congrats. We are excited for you. And we hope that you negotiated a salary that you feel is going to be able to take care of your needs. And that'll be a whole nother episode about salary negotiation, right? But once you know what your new income, your incoming income will be, 
you want to be aware of how much of it is coming in. Where is it coming from? So, yeah, girl, you got that new job, but are you like a lot of us out here and you have another side hustle that or another income stream that's coming in? So you want to know where all of your money is coming from. And there are apps for that. The good thing, the, the good thing about folks who are moving out on their own for the first time in, the, in this time is that there are lots of apps to help you. They didn't have mm-hmm. all that when I was moving out for the first time. Mm-mm. We were still paper and pinning it. So <laughs> there, and just really learning how to use like the tool, the online tools. Yeah. So you want to also think about like, also what are your expenses? So yeah, you got this new place, but how much is your rent? Are you in a place where utilities are included in your rent? But if not, what are your, your utilities? Do you have to pay that water bill? Because I know in some places where I have previously lived, that water bill was a fool. Oakland, California. <laughs> I'm calling you out. <laughs> that water bill was ridiculous. And so you want to you want to be aware of that, right? Do you pay electricity? Do you pay gas? For those of us living in California, at the time that we're recording this episode, we're coming off of folks having extremely high gas bills that most weren't really that most weren't expecting because it was out of the ordinary. And so knowing what your expenses are. Honestly, I would say that most of those things, most of those bills you can have on automatic bill pay to make your life easier. For those who are paying electricity bills, a lot of places nowadays allow you, a lot of electric companies nowadays allow you to have budget billing so that your bill will be the same thing every month. So those are the things that you want to think of. You also want to pay attention to your credit score because your credit score has an impact on Will you have to pay a deposit to get any of your utilities started? It'll have an impact depending on where you're moving on how much your security deposit will be or if you have to pay a security deposit. You may a higher credit score gives you more access to places that might fit your bougie taste. You also want to look at having renter's insurance. I can't stress it enough that I am so grateful for the people in my life who from the very beginning told me, no, no, ma'am, you move in into an apartment like you need renter's insurance. Like you, you, you never know. Get you some renter's insurance. And it's not that expensive. It would be worth it. Another thing to consider is life insurance. So talk to your insurance carrier and see what your options are. But you want to make sure that you have things to make to take care of you financially. I love, love, love that, Dom. I want to add when you talked about automatic bill pay, it made me think about having automatic savings as well. Because I know sometimes savings for us can be like, oh, I got to save, I got to take this money out of my check. Just have it automatically taken out so you can build up your emergency savings and your savings account just in general. And then the other thing I would add is, Lady, this is a lot of stuff that we're covering today. 
we've said this on the podcast before, but we are users of Asana and no, this is not sponsored. I just used to work there and I'm obsessed with Asana and we use it for the podcast. I use it for everything in life. And it's a good place to just store all of your information in one space. So you can have your rent. You can just see everything across yep. the board for your life in one spot versus having to go to different places to find that information. So that was number two. Now we're going to move on to number three, which is find your personal care and maintenance needs. Now, I don't know about you ladies, but I've definitely moved to various cities solo and I was always on Yelp or Googling a GYN or PCP, primary care physician that looked like me. That's yes, always the priority. Ma'am. I'm always trying to fight like, all right, where the black doctors at, right? So yes. Doctors, prescriptions, your dentist, your hairstylist. Y'all know how we are about our hair, right? You got to find the person who's going to hook your hair up, but not snatch your edges out, right? So you got to look at the reviews, look at the pictures, all that. The nail shop, esthetician, mechanic, therapist, just different things to think about. Ideally, even before you move to the area, I always love to also call the businesses that I find just to see what vibe you get from the person who Mm -hmm. answers, maybe ask some questions just to see like, is this, is it going to be a good fit for me? Look at the reviews. That's just, yeah, those are a couple of things that I like to do. Maybe even the grocery store, see which grocery store is closer. If you use Instacart, like I do. Again, this is not sponsored. I'm just a fan. Yes. Although Instacart, send us a check. We're down for that. Right. But yeah, just trying to figure out, right? Like where are the stores at that you're going to frequent? I, and I think the thing too, with all of those is recognize, be patient with yourself mm-hmm. and recognize that it will take time that, you know, I've read somewhere that it takes when you move to a new city, that it takes two years to really find your groove, find your, like, find that sweet spot, find your flow, Right. Where I am currently, I've been here for a year. So there are things that I am still figuring out. And some of it, and a a lot of it can be trial and error, right? When I first moved here, there was one nail shop that I went to and I was like, I mean, y'all fit my my bougie aesthetic, but your prices ain't right. Like y'all doing the most for this area, Mm -hmm. right? And then it took... And you know, it's your nails, right? So you're yes. like, oh, I'm not trying to get my nails jacked up. But it took trial and error to find a shop that worked for me, right? And, and so it's giving yourself that patience, having that grace and that patience with yourself and know that you don't have to stick with that place once you find it. Like, like I said, that first spot, I was like, oh, this is cool. Everybody in there was treated me well. I just wasn't feeling the delivery of the service of the service. Like my nails just weren't what I was, that wasn't what I was used to. So I had to move around and find something new and that's okay. And it can be frustrating because you like when you're moving from something that you're comfortable with, that you're used to, it can be hard to figure out the new stuff, but in time, You will, and it'll be fine. The other thing that I would suggest as you're trying to find your person, the folks who are going to meet your personal care and maintenance needs is to check in with your black coworkers. Cause Mm. obviously if they've been there for a while, they got it. I would hope that they would know the spots to go to. So check in with, check in with your people and see what they say. 
see what they suggest. That is good stuff, Dom. Okay, ladies, we have just a couple more that we're going to dive into. I would say number five is my favorite because it's all about how we can get connected with people that are like-minded. So before we jump into that and give you the tea on our best practices there, we're going to jump into number four, which is social services. So learn more about what's offered and any benefits that you might qualify for in your area. So you can search for Department of Social in my area on Google. You can look at human services on Google and that that will probably show you everything from housing assistance, right? Mm-hmm. Do you need to get some housing assistance? Do you need childcare assistance? Do you need food stamps? Do you need a transportation subsidy, health insurance support, career advisement or career coaching? A lot of local colleges and universities yeah. offer that as well. Some, even if you're not a student, so just looking into the area to kind of figure out what can I tap into by way of resources that could be super helpful for you? And I know right. I've tapped into plenty over the course of my life, so it can be clutch. And I think the other thing too to think about is that even if you aren't going to use those services, knowing that they are there in the event that you need them is important. To It's important. And it yes. also kind of gives you a sense of an idea of that that community that you're moving into. How well resourced is this area, right? And is this an area that has the support that I would need in other areas? Because if they're lacking in providing like housing assistance, childcare assistance, that lets you know that that area might not be resourced enough if you were in need. So T, our favorite one. Our favorite one. Shall we hop on in? Yes, yes. All right. Number five. What is it? What is it? Finding a community and getting to know your new city. I, I think this is, well, I'll speak for myself. This is my favorite out of all the tips because it's challenging. So I know that a lot of us, I say us because I'm included in this, sometimes are hesitant to engage socially when we don't know what we're walking into. And so the, the cool thing about being in a new city is that you get to explore. You get to figure out what makes this city such a dope place. Mm-hmm. I mean, or maybe you find out that it's not so dope and you're like, all right, this is going to be my temp. This is a temporary, temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But part of that finding your community is important for your mental health. Yes. I can't stress how important it is to have community, mm-hmm. to have a group of folks that you feel connected to yes. where you live outside of the people in your household, but particularly if you live alone. Yep. It's so important. And lady, you're listening and you're like, all right, so Dom and T, y'all are telling us we need to, we need to find community, but how do we do it when we don't know anybody? We got you, girl. We got you. I'm gonna give you a couple examples. So when I moved to Salisbury, Maryland, you know, in addition to being in grad school where I connected with folks, church was also a great place for me to connect with yeah. people. 
church when I moved to Queens, New York, meetups. It was so awkward because I was by myself and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how it's going to be. But you, it's kind of like a relationship. You just got to go out there, see what works. Don't give up after the first time, right? I had a chance to go to meetups, meetup.com and just search for different groups of like-minded people like me and go out and I got a, I had a chance to meet people. Another one is just looking at local events in your area. So whether it's, I think it's Eventbrite, right? You can yep. look at Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. I've done, when I was in Tampa, I did some pole dancing classes, met some people there. When I moved to the Bay, Oakland, you know, hit up my girls at Frida Cheeks, yes. did twerk class there, right? Dom and I did that together before. You can go, you know, think about different niches and niche communities. So if you're an artist, look at artist communities, yep. skating communities. I have a couple friends that are into skating and they link up around that. A chess club or gaming or knitting, whatever your interest might be, check those communities out in your area to see how you can connect with folks. Yes. And I, I would agree with that. That and and again, give yourself time yes. to find that community. That remember, it takes it will take a couple of years before you feel fully solid in your new place. And that's okay, And that's normal. All right. So we want to run through them. Yes. You're going to do a quick recap down before we go to the after show. Yes. All Mm -hmm. right. So tips for living on your own, living your best life. First tip, get all of your pertinent documents together. You won't be able to do nothing without most of these documents right here. Second tip, get your money in order. Because again, you need money to make things happen. Number three, find your personal care and maintenance support group. So you build that team of folks who will keep you together. Number four, inquire about social services. And number five, find a community and get to know your city or area. But I love it. And lady, real quick, Dom and I are going to head on out and we're going to record the after show, which is a little bit of the behind the scenes feel of our ideas, our thoughts on the topic and some other stuff. So you got to sign up to, to see what that's about. So visit our website, herspacepodcast.com. Click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry in the top and visit us on Patreon for exclusive content, including video content. And really quick, lady, just as a reminder, we are a Black founded, black funded, and black, what's the other word, Um, Owned. Owned, there we go. And black owned podcast for black women, for us, by us. So go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed this content. And I do want to shout out two of our latest reviews. Y'all can leave them reviews and we appreciate you. So shout out to Natasha Nicole. Natasha said, here to stay. I am present. I have pulled up my chair and I have my pen and notepad out, honey, LOL. I just started listening yesterday on my way to work, got off and continued listening at the gym. Got to go to Apple Podcasts to listen to the rest or watch or or read the rest of Natasha's review there. But I also want to just give another shout out to Coco Butter Beanball, who says, the big sisters I knew I needed. I'm a new listener and only needed to hear one episode to be sucked in. The one I started with was about friendships and learning about who is here for a reason, season, or a lifetime. Remember that episode? Yes, I love that episode. We appreciate y'all so much. Thank you for supporting. And we're going to go record the after show. So we'll see you next week. Hey.
Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I attract abundance and prosperity with ease.